This is the Financial Compass with Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Matthew provides his clients and prospects with the information that they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Matthew Brunner to help you find your financial direction. Hello and welcome to the Financial Compass. My name is Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD in Fairfield, Connecticut. If you'd like more information about what you hear during today's show, give us a call 800-339-9252 or visit us online at compass-ltd.com. While you're at the website, scroll on down to the radio section of the page. You can check out past shows and you can subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts, Google Play or Spotify. And please don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions suggestions for upcoming shows, or to set up face-to-face or virtual meetings. Regular listeners of our show know that we talk a lot about retirement. In fact, I'd guess that if you went through our show archive, you'd find that retirement is mentioned more than any other subject, probably any other word. Uh, Why is that? Well, when it comes to personal finances, getting ready for retirement crosses generations, crosses income brackets, and no matter where you live, whether it's here where I'm sitting in Westbrook, Maine right now, or a world away in Westbrook, Connecticut, uh, chances of retirement is something you think about often. And I don't mean to imply that you only think about it when you're having a terrible day at work. You know, one of those days that starts off with spilling coffee on your lap, a bunch of angry emails and a frozen computer. Now that doesn't happen at Compass, but I hear it happens in other places. But who doesn't think about retiring on a day like that? And beyond those occasional bad days, it's natural to let your mind fill with images of leisurely weekday breakfasts, last minute road trips, hikes in the woods, time spent on the beach, really just doing whatever you want, whenever you want to do it. So with all of that in mind, I thought it would be a really wise idea to spend our time today digging through some specific retirement savings tools, things like 401ks, IRAs, other similar options. But before we go any further with today's topic, I need to take a second here to introduce the most incredible co-host the show could have. That's Tony Shore. Tony, how are you doing today? I am doing great. Thanks for asking, Matt. Great to be here with you. And wow, what a topic. Uh, I love it. Uh, I can't wait to dig into this one. But yeah, I've had a pretty good week. I can't complain. Uh, finally got the fence in in our backyard so we can just let the dogs out there and run. Oh, you know it's an mean? awesome feeling, is it not? Oh, <laughs> and that's been a long time coming. I've wanted to fence in our backyard uh, for 23 years when we the first year we moved in to this. Well, country. nothing like getting right at it, Tony. Oh, <laughs> But boy, does it feel good now that it's accomplished. <laughs> kind of like retirement planning. You put it off, you put it off, you put it off. And when you finally do it, you're like, why didn't I do that a long time ago? I would be in a lot better shape right now. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to make a really bad joke. Like three dogs later, you finally have the fence. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> pretty close. Pretty close. <laughs> At least two dogs later. Oh, uh, man. That's bad. Anyway, uh, so, so how about you, though? Uh, I know. Here's the deal. Uh, I don't know if our listeners noticed, but we took last week off. We we uh, didn't do a new show last week because you took a little time off and much deserved. I know you've been uh, going hard, hard at it, busy, uh, but you took a little time off, got to go uh, up into the mountains, right? 
Yeah, I went up to uh, Baxter State Park in Maine, which is, you know, at the northern end of the Appalachian Trail. And actually, we camp not far from the trail itself, uh, a place near Katahdin Stream. And we did some hiking and canoeing and fishing and uh, just some decompression time. You know, it was just a great place to get out, get away. There's very few people around in the place where we stayed and uh, just got some really much needed you know, it's it's pronounced recreation, but it's spelled recreation, I think. And, you know, it really just kind of got uh, me refocused. And it was just one of those things, like you said, it's been it's been crazy busy for so many people. I get it. And, uh, you know, myself included. And so it was one of those just really good times to decompress and just do it in the middle of nowhere. And it, it, what a what a wonderful few days we had out there. It's, it As much as it's nice to be back, it was absolutely great to be out there. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, and to dig into our topic today, you're right when you say we talk a lot about retirement on the show. Retirement, pizza, uh, yeah. <laughs> other things, things like that. Um, but like you noted, why wouldn't we? I mean, a financial strategy is really designed to make those working years easier in terms of your savings, insurance, and, and developing other income streams for retirement. The bottom line is uh, retirement for most people is the crown jewel of the financial strategy. I mean, that's why we do what we do. We work so hard. And I think the idea of spending time today, Matt, talking about some savings tools, some specific retirement tools, it's a great idea. So let's get started. Where do you want to start? Well, I think, uh, you know, it's, you see all these different things all over the place. Forbes, uh, article came across my desk and I got to tell you, for most of the part, most of the time, I don't really dig into, uh, like money magazines and financial things, unless it's news about the industry itself. Uh, but every now and then an article title might catch your eye. Now there was one called uh, best retirement plans for you. And I think the article does a pretty good job of describing some several different retirement savings tools. I think I can do a pretty good job myself, but it doesn't hurt to refer to an article now and then. Now, this one takes a look at individual retirement savings tools because, as it notes, many Americans don't have access to employer-sponsored retirement savings tools, and there's a lot of different reasons that is. Now, the first tool we're going to look at today is the traditional IRA. If we talk about something maybe nearly as much as retirements. It might be IRAs. Oh, it's something I'm sure a lot of people may have at least a passable understanding of, though, at least. Right. You're right. IRAs, I think. Internal revenue account, right? That's what an IRA is. <laughs> Individual retirement oh, account. So I'm close, sorry. so close. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you're, you're right. Traditional IRAs are pretty common. and in, But in terms of who's eligible for one, is it pretty wide open? Yeah. Yeah. The easiest way to look at it is if you're earning taxable income, you can open up your own individual IRA. If you're one of those folks who doesn't have retirement options through your employer, the contributions you make to your traditional IRA are often tax deductible. There's a bonus there. The money you filter into your traditional IRA may be invested in various assets, things like mutual funds, uh, exchange traded funds. A lot of times you'll hear those referred to as ETFs and you can get it. You can take a guess of what that might mean in a second. Uh, the money you make on earnings is tax deferred. And when you begin your withdrawals after the age of 59 and a half, those distributions are simply taxed as regular income. Okay. So with a traditional IRA, when you start taking the money out, which you can do after 59 and a half or uh, and it works the same with the 401k, you're going to get taxed on that uh, as regular income. 
Now, are there contribution limits, though, with traditional IRAs? There are contribution limits. In 2020, people are able to contribute up to $6,000 into a traditional IRA. If you're a little older, 50 and up, you can contribute up to $7,000 per year. Uh, the, so but that's traditional. Next piece we should look at, though, is the Roth IRA. Now, if your annual income is below a certain threshold, a Roth IRA may be something you want to give some serious thought to is the money put into Roth IRAs isn't immediately tax deductible. But the great news is you don't have to pay income taxes on your withdrawals after you've retired, like what we were just talking about. So additionally, if you find yourself in a financial bind, you may be able to take money out of the uh, what you've put into the Roth IRA without getting slapped with nasty penalties, which means while though you shouldn't really, you can sometimes also view your Roth IRA as an emergency fund in a serious pinch. So you mentioned Roth IRAs have an income threshold then. Tell us more about that. Okay. Uh, the amount you can earmark for Roth IRAs is dependent on your, your, in, your income. And you can only set up a Roth IRA if you make less than $139,000 a year if you're single or $206,000 if you're married and filing jointly. That's a good chunk of the country, but it's good to know. You don't want to make these mistakes if, if you opening an account, doing it the wrong way and paying for it in, in now or in the future. In my opinion, Roth IRAs may be a great resource for a number of listeners, but I'd recommend seriously working with a financial services professional before making any of these final decisions because the rules and nuances can be a little tricky. Yeah, for sure. And that's why I think you should work with a financial planner, a financial advisor, someone like yourself uh, who can help you out. You don't have to do this alone. How can our listeners get a hold of you, Matt, and set up that complimentary consultation? Pretty simple. You can call us 800-339-9252, or you can visit us online at compass-ltd.com. All right. It's been a great show so far today. We've been talking about various retirement savings tools that might be a good fit for your overall financial strategy. So what do you have next for us, Matt? Well, the next tool we want to talk about is spousal IRAs. A spousal IRA is a strategy married couples can implement to increase their retirement funds using an IRA. Now, put simply, if one spouse doesn't work or they earn a lot less money than the other spouse, a spousal IRA may help you save more money for retirement. The spouse who isn't working or who earns less, they simply open a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA in their own name and then contribute money based on household income. Remember, you're otherwise limited to contributing how much you, not your household, makes in a given year. And the option to open another IRA and then contribute the yearly maximum may allow some married couples to essentially double their IRA retirement savings on an annual basis. Which is always a good idea if you can do it. Uh, yeah. the, the more you sock away, the better, the, the more those savings are going to grow and the more you'll have uh, when you need it after, you know, after 60, that you'll have access to that and can retire. Uh, a spousal IRA, it sounds fairly straightforward, but uh, that's probably another area where sitting down with a seasoned financial professional like yourself to talk about the pros and cons, it's going to make a lot of sense. So what's, oh, yeah. the, what's the next retirement savings tool you have for us? Well, let's, the last one I want to talk about right now uh, is fixed annuities. Now, there's a whole world of annuities out there, but at, at, at its most basic level, an annuity is simply a contract with an insurance company that may ultimately supplement your retirement savings. And like I said, there's a whole world of them out there, but I think one of the most basic and easiest to understand are fixed annuities. So I just want to touch on these real quick uh, compared, you know, especially compared to things like, you know, 
at least index where it's certainly variable. They all have their place, but uh, in some cases, fixed annuities have consistently mappable benefits. So it makes them a little easier to see. You may have reliable tax deferred growth. And in some instances, a death benefit may also be paid out to your designated beneficiary after your passing. And while these annuities have many benefits, they do come with some risks. one of the benefits, you know, I would say autumn is it's it's an insurance product, but it's not a kind of insurance product where you need like a health screening beforehand. So it's one of those things that's not, you're not getting a ton more immediately like you might with an insurance product, a straight insurance product, but you still have an insurance product with some sort of death benefit that you don't need to get a medical exam for. Uh, Investopedia.com gives an example that if you need to get out of the contract early too, one of the other uh, risks about this is the significant surrender charges. Now they generally reduce each year you're in the contract till they're more liquid, but it may mean you get back less money than you put into it. And finally, unlike with some other savings tools, annuities don't come with potentially onerous IRS contribution caps. That means you can invest as much as you and your financial services professional are comfortable with in that product. Right. And and that's the, that's the thing you have to be comfortable with it, but it sounds awfully good to me. I mean, uh, you just mentioned that fixed index annuities or fixed annuities were the last individual retirement tool uh, that you want to talk about. So I take it to mean uh, it's time to start discussing some of the employer-sponsored retirement options. Wow. I don't know if you're like Sherlock Holmes or Kreskin, but man, you're good. <laughs> I like to wear that Sherlock <laughs> Holmes hat where it has a bill in the front and the back. Yeah, you don't know whether you're coming or going. I don't know why (laughs) that hat exists, but anyway. I was was always a fan of his pipe. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. uh, So so in that article we're talking about, one of the biggest benefits that comes with a traditional nine-to-five job, it's access to, like you were just talking about, employer-sponsored retirement savings tool. Now, the first option, and this one's a traditional 401k that we want to talk about. Most of you are probably familiar with what makes this option tick. Those of you who aren't, traditional 401k provides the opportunity to uh, contribute retirement savings with pre-tax dollars. That means your pot of money grows tax deferred. You don't pay taxes on your earnings until you retire and begin making those withdrawals. Now, many employers also incentivize participation by matching contributions up to a certain percentage of an employee's salary. Now, in 2020, the contribution max for traditional 401k is $19,500 or 100% of your salary, whichever is smaller. You should also note that if you're older than 50, you can make an additional contribution of $6,500. Employer contributions don't count with regard to the limit. And as you can see, that significantly increases the amount of money you can save over, say, an IRA. So if you do have one of these employer-sponsored plans, this is a great tool to maximize some more of the savings. Right. And that's what we all want to do. And if you have an employer that matches your 401k contribution, I think you really need to factor that in because it's essentially free money, right? Yeah. Uh, why it's, would- it's really a, it's a bonus or additional almost salary if you look at it right. You know, that is a benefit most people don't even consider when they're thinking about that 401k. Right. And, I, you know, another now, so on those same lines, uh, now, the next thing a lot of employers offer in the 401k realm is a Roth 401k. That will the money you contribute uses after tax dollars, same as the traditional 401k uh, Roth, but which it makes it different than the traditional 401k because just like the others, it's either pre-tax or post-tax tax dollars. Now, your eventual withdrawals from the Roth 
401k aren't taxable income because you pay the taxes on the front end. Roth 401ks come with that same contribution limits as traditional 401ks. So if your company offers a 401k match and you've chosen to go the Roth 401k route, though, your employer match will be placed into a traditional 401k on your behalf. That's due to federal rules. And when it comes to making the call between a traditional 401k and a Roth 401k, you may simply want to think about when your taxes are likely to be at their lowest. If you think you'll be in a lower tax bracket today, Roth 401k might make more sense. But if you think the odds are that you'll be in a lower bracket when you're retired, the traditional 401k might be the right move for you. Right. So traditionals and Roths out there, it sounds like there's a lot of choices. And, um, you know, as uh, as is with uh, so much uh, of financial and retirement strategies, it, uh, it does come down to taxes. That's the big difference with 401ks and, and Roth and traditional IRAs. Let's not forget uh, taxes don't stop when we retire, do they? <laughs> no, no, they, they don't. don't Tony. A lot of people no. don't think that, hey, I'm hardly going to have to pay any taxes when I retire. <laughs> uh, taxes are like diamonds. They're forever. Yes, that's right. <laughs> so, well, yeah, another, so, the, you know, the, take a slightly different turn. Some, some of the similar programs that we can talk about here, another one we want to think about, 457Bs, 457Bs. If you work for state or local government or agency, you may be able to utilize that plan. It's like a 401k, but a 457B lets you utilize pre-tax money and the account is tax deferred until you begin, uh, begin taking withdrawals after you retire. You should note for some of the 457 plans come with Roth options that work just like Roth 401ks as well, though. Right. So... I think that this is a really great conversation, but we should take a moment here, Matt, to let the listeners know how they can set up a complimentary consultation with you so that you can look at their accounts and see where they're at and see if you could make some changes for them that might uh, you know, help them down the road with their retirement income. Sure. We, uh, to touch on that real quick, we are always happy to take that second opinion for you. Take a look at what's going on, see what's in there and help explain it to you, especially if you don't know what's in there and why. And if maybe you put it in there at a point where you had an advisor, that advisor since retired or moved on to another company. If you're working with one of those big companies, that's pretty normal. Um, or perhaps it's just something you had in your 401k and you're not entirely sure whether it's the right thing. We could take a look at it and explain it to you. We're never going to make a suggestion to you without doing some comprehensive planning first. Uh, we will always, we can talk to you about what's there. We can talk to you about your situation. Uh, but each unique situation is just that it's unique. It's going to be different. So you come in, there's always going to be a complimentary consultation. We'll sit down, talk to you about all these things. I, what I really want everybody to consider whether they're working with us or another financial services professional is have a comprehensive financial plan in place and put that to, put that to work. Let that be kind of your guiding document. It's going to change over time, but you get that comprehensive plan in place and the rest of those pieces, you can back into which ones of these things are going to work best for you and which way you want to have them set up. Uh, that way you always know that what's in there, why, and that it's working the best for you. If you want to take advantage of that with us, it's very simple. Call us 800-339-9252 or visit us online at compass-ltd.com. All right. Sounds great. Thanks, Matt. And listeners, we're talking about various retirement savings tools and how some of them might fit into your broader financial strategy. Um, how would you like to get this last segment rolling, Matt? 
Well, if I seem at all distracted during this segment, I don't know if you can see it from here. There's a giant bug on the wall. And I keep oh. thinking, is this thing going to fall down or fly under my head? And I'm okay with it. It's that time of year. Bugs are you looking might, for somewhere might, to But if we hear over, you right? scream like a little girl. I'm not going to scream. You might hear me hit the microphone as I'm going to flap it off my head. <laughs> I'm just trying to keep an eye on it, make sure it doesn't land right on top of my head and make me, you know, fall out of my chair by accident. But <laughs> so, but regardless, the last thing I want to talk about, spend the rest of the show going over some of the options for retirement savings if you own a small business or are otherwise self-employed. Uh, that same article's got some really good insights. I think are helpful for some listeners. Hopefully. Hopefully we can give some of our own here. Now, certainly a vast number of Americans who fall into this category. Uh, in fact, the article cites a 2019 Pew Research Center study that notes 16 million Americans identify as self-employed. Now, I'm not sure what that means, identify as self-employed, but whatever. I would just say that there's 16 million self-employed individuals uh, and another 29.4 million people work for self-employed individuals. All told, that's roughly 30% of the nation's entire workforce. And so I think this is a pretty good topic to move on towards. Right. And I think it is too, because there are a lot of people who uh, run their own business, whether it's just them or they have employees. So uh, I hope you're going to tell us, though, that even though 45 million Americans are on their own for retirement out there, there are still good options for these people, right? Yeah, but more more importantly, I want to say great job on the fly edition right there. 16 million and 29. You just nailed it. 45 million. You didn't need me to add well, that. I was told company. there would be no math, but I've got I've got uh, socks. It clearly and didn't matter. Socks and yeah. shoes are off at this point. <laughs> I've got, a slide I've got a slide rule and an abacus. I think I can handle <laughs> well, it. <laughs> All right. Well, Einstein, we're going to move <laughs> along here. And, uh, so first good option for small business owners who don't otherwise have retirement savings options for their employees is something like a savings incentive match plan for employees, IRA. Of course, that comes with an acronym, and that's a simple IRA. If you employ people through your small business, you can use this option to contribute to retirement accounts for your employees. You should be aware that your contributions must meet one of two requirements. That's either match an employee's contribution up to 3% of their total compensation or contribute 2% of an employee's salary even if they don't contribute themselves. And with a simple IRA, your employees are immediately vested. That means they have complete ownership of the money in their accounts. And in addition to being a good recruiting tool when it comes to hiring quality workers, your contributions are also tax deductible. Oh, wow. I like those two words. Tax mm -hmm. deductible, at least when they're together like that. Uh, I love <laughs> <it>. <laughs> but uh, offering the, a simple IRA, it, it seems like it would go a long way to help people compete against the big boys for good talent if you can offer that to your employees. So what's mm -hmm. another good option? Well, another potentially winner there is for small businesses is simplified employee pension or a SEP plan. Business owners who have SEP plans, they must provide them to all of their employees who earn at least $600 per year from the business, who have been employed with the business for at least three out of the last five years and who are at least 21 years old. And one of the things that makes SEP plans unique is that employees can't make contributions, only the employer can. And the article explains that as of 2020, you can contribute a maximum of 25% of an employee's salary or $57,000, whichever is less. One wrinkle you should be aware of is that if you're contributing to your own SEP, 
you have to provide that same percentage to all of your employees as uh, SEPs, SEPs. So the contribution you make are tax deductible, but remember, whatever that percentage is, it's for everyone. Yep, there you go. And I think that's really important to to understand. Um, but, uh, and I guess, I bet you can guess what I'm about to say. Does it begin with Pete's and end with the? <laughs> it begins with pizza and ends with buffet. Uh, but no, I was well, going to say, I, I was going to say professional financial, you need a financial professional. Yep. It, yeah, absolutely. Something you want to uh, do. I, I don't have any doubts about the wisdom of small business owner or self-employed person getting together with a financial services professional on a regular basis to talk strategy. We have several small business owners that are clients and in our firm. Uh, it's one of one of my favorite things to do is to help small business owners take advantage of some of these things, either to help hire, recruit, and maintain good staff to reduce their taxable income or to increase how much money they're able to save for their own retirements. Now, speaking of strategies, a payroll deduction IRA is a potentially very good and low cost option if you're a small business owner. With that one, your employees establish their own IRAs with preferred financial institutions and then authorize payroll deductions to fund their IRAs. And as the small business owner, all you need to do is deduct the employee's designated amount from their paycheck and deposit it into their IRA account. The employee's the only one contributing to the account and there aren't any filing requirements for you to do. So, you know, 401ks are great, but usually there's some, you know, HR needs in a way, whether you're the person or some, you know, accounting and bookkeeping and payroll things, there's some oversight, there's some more regulation to it, but this, that's a much simpler way to get it done. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So Again, not right for everyone, but a good option. Right. So uh, it, obviously uh, there are options for people who are self-employed without employees as well, right? Well, if that's your situation, maybe a solo 401k might be the ticket there. Like with any other 401k, when you open a solo 401k, you first choose between traditional solo 401k or a Roth solo 401k. But you need to have a, a Wookiee for a sidekick if you want the I was, solo. Oh, man, I was, so, I was going to say, but they, do, <laughs> they no longer uh, offer the Han solo 401k <laughs> option. Uh, don't come after us, George Lucas. Yeah, right. like he's listening. No, but so from there, you make contributions as both the employer and the employee, which means that because you're self-employed, you can contribute more to this retirement account than you can to any other. So as an employee, you can contribute a max of $19,500 per year or 26000 if you're 50 or older. Uh, then as an employer, you can also contribute up to 25% of your salary. Uh, again, if it, it, it can't surpass $57,000 or 63500 if you're 50 or older, but a great way to really increase the amount you can put away if you're a solo self-employed person. All right. Well, you know what? This has been another episode. Sure has. I, I, wish, I wish I could say another great episode, but... Uh, but FINRA won't let you. <laughs> this has just been another episode. Matt, uh, we're out of time for today's show. Is there anything else you want to add before we go? Uh, yeah. If, if 
this sparks any questions in your head. If there's any of these things you have more questions about, if you want to understand how those solo, the SEPs, the simples, the traditional Roth 401ks, IRAs, any of these things work, you don't, maybe you even have some of them you don't understand entirely how they work. You need a better understanding. Just reach out. It's very simple. Schedule an appointment. There's no, there's no cost. There's no obligation. It's complimentary initial consultation. We'll sit down. We'll go over some of these things. We'll explain what's going on. It's really simple to reach out. You can call us 800-339-9252, or you can visit us online at compass-ltd.com. These are all pieces of a puzzle. There's no one thing here that's going to you know, solve your retirement dilemma. But all of these things, any of these things, and some of them working together can help complete that retirement puzzle. It can make it worth all that hard work you're doing now to have that life you want to have in the future. All right. Thanks, Matt. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of The Financial Compass with Matt Brunner. Thank you for listening to The Financial Compass. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Matthew Brunner at Comprehensive Planning Associates. Call 800-339-9252 or visit their website at compass-ltd.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Insurance products and services, fee-based financial planning, and investment advisory services are offered by Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD. Compass, a registered investment advisor in the state of Connecticut. Securities are offered by Gretchen Brunner and Matthew Brunner through Gradient Securities, LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 866-991-1539. Member FINRA, SIPC. Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass, and Gradient Securities, LLC are not affiliated companies. Gradient Securities, LLC, and Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Please refrain from posting reviews of your experience as this may be considered testimonials and are prohibited by the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC. Like should not be considered a positive reflection of the investment advisor services offered by Gradient Securities, LLC, GS, and or their investment advisor representatives.